Welcome to The Digital Divide with me, Linda Antonetti, where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills. Today, I'm going to continue the conversation on how children develop their communication skills. How do they develop their receptive language, what they understand, their expressive language, what they say, and their social communication. All of those areas that they need to develop to be great communicators. Last week, we left off at age one. And just as a little refresher about what your child should be doing at approximately a year old, they recognize their name, understand no, maybe simple instructions. They might give you a toy on request, for example. They're going to try to imitate familiar words. They'll try to get your attention by vocalizing. Okay, things such of the, as that. But today, what we're going to talk about is a year to a year and a half. What is going to start emerging with your child between that time frame, between the age of a year and a year and a half? So just remember, as I go over these milestones within this time period of a year and a year and a half old, just remember that if you have any concerns about your child, if you need questions answered directly, if you are suspecting something is wrong, please go and have your child seen by a professional if you have a concern. You are their parent. You know them best. I am just trying to give you a framework of an outline of what to look for, what you can expect. This, this is not a be-all, end-all to everything. I always say, you know, there's a wide range of normal development. So every child develops differently. I'm just, like I said, trying to give you an outline of some things that you can expect to um, happen within that time frame when it comes to their receptive and expressive language skills and their social communication. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start with receptive skills like I have been doing. Just because I always organize my information like this, I always start with receptive skills because you, in order to be able to do something, you first have to understand it and then you can utilize it and express it yourself. So that is why I always go over receptive skills first, okay, because they need to understand before they can do. I actually do that as well when I write a report. I always start with the receptive skills first. So receptively, what is your child going to understand in this time frame? Well, of course, you should see them start to understand more and more of the things that you are saying. Um, they are going to have more of an understanding that words have meaning, right? Certain words mean certain things. So what you will see in your child is they are not only going to recognize their own name, but they're also going to recognize the names of family members and familiar objects as well. They are going to start to point to body parts. You all know that song, head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, right? Well, we do that even with our little babies, with our infants. And in this time frame, they start to understand one, two, three body parts. And I'm not talking about like the little body parts, like your wrist and your ankle, but the bigger body parts, like your head, your 
shoulders, your knees, and your toes. So that's that could be why they understand it. But they are bigger body parts that they do use um, on a daily basis as well. And of course, singing that song certainly helps them to to know those body parts, okay? They will start to understand simple statements like all gone. They'll also start to understand simple directions and instructions. Roll the ball. If you say roll the ball, they might roll the ball. They might understand that little simple instruction. And like I said previously, simple statements, give me. That is a direction that you can give them. Give me your cup. Give me the ball. Again, simple. You may see them understand and follow directions that even contain prepositions like in or on. So like I've said before, I work in our church's nursery. And when I'm there, we have infants to 18 month olds and I get on the floor with them or have them sit in my lap actually getting on the floor at my age is a little too difficult but I have them sit in my lap and I might have one of those toys with blocks and a container and I will put in the block and I as I'm doing it I say put in and then I will give them the block and say put in. So you hear how simple that directive is put in and they will put that block in. And if I want them to take it out, I will put my hand in the container and say, take out. And then I will tell them to do it. Take out. And then you will see them do it. And it is so exciting still, even though I've been working in this field for 30 years, when I see a child do that, maybe for the first time, it is so exciting to me. But I'm playing with them. I'm making it fun for them. And as I'm doing that, they're learning. So at this age, you might even see them understanding those simple directions within or on or out even. I I have said take out and have seen them do that as well. They will start to also understand who and where. So for example, if you say, where's your shoe? Again, they're starting to know those objects. And with where, they will point to the shoe that is on their foot. So they'll understand that. Who's mommy? They will point to mommy. So they'll start to understand who and where. So these are some of the skills that you will see them understanding, that these are their receptive skills. Now, expressively, you're going to see them doing a lot more as well. They are going to use sentence-like intonation. Like I said in my previous episode, remember I talked about that conversation between the dad and his his baby? Well, you will hear, hear that, the intonation. It almost sounds like they're speaking in full sentences, but you're not going to understand what they're saying. And the words are usually vowels and consonants, but they're putting forth that intonation that sounds like they are speaking in full sentences because of it, okay? Because their speech at this time is still unintelligible, which means that you can't really understand everything that they're saying, except for a few words, maybe three to 20 words. So when I say there's a wide range of normal, there is. Three to 20 words by one and a half is what they can probably say clearly, 
Okay, so they're starting to try and say more and more words um, with that consonant vowel structure. For example, the word boat. They might not be able to say that whole word boat. So they're only going to say bow for boat when they see maybe a little toy boat. And they'll try to imitate some words as well. They may not come out intelligible or understandable, but they're going to try to put those sounds together. They're figuring out how to put those sounds together to make those words, right? That that their mouth and their voice and the way they use their instruments can help them form those words. And they're starting to figure that out at this time. Okay. They're, they'll vocalize with gestures too. So they might want something, point and vocalize while they're doing that. In this time frame, they might also even start to say all gone or even answer simple what questions like what's this when you point to their bottle. They might say baba, but they might try to answer that. They may even ask for more. That's emerging. That's coming forth. They're going to ask for more things if they want more milk or more food or more of something. So that's emerging. That's coming forth and will become more consistent as they get older. They continue to try to imitate familiar words and they continue to make the noises of things in their environment. Like I was saying in my last episode, you're bringing attention to all the sounds around them. So they're going to try to imitate those sounds, whether it be more animals or more objects like a sound of a car or the sound of an elephant or the sound of a dog or a cat. It's going to even expand for them during this time frame. And they're, they'll start to use one to two words to respond, not consistently two words. Remember, I'm talking about a year to a year and a half. So they'll start to use one to two words to respond. And half of what they say is going to be nouns, right? It's going to be something they can touch, they can see, they can feel. They have um, a literal understanding of nouns. It's much easier to place a word to something that you could see, feel, and touch. So half of what they say will be nouns at this time. So now let's talk about what you might be seeing your child do socially during this period of time. And I think this is so much fun to see your children develop socially. You get to see their personality a little bit more. It's such a fun time to watch them grow in this area. I remember when I had my second daughter, um, she's only 16 months younger than my first daughter. And when I would ask my husband for help with the infant, he would say, oh, but, but our 16 month old does so much more. And they do. You can see so much development in just a year and a half. How totally, totally different your child is going to be from the time they are born to a year and a half, what they're going to be able to do. It's going to grow by leaps and bounds. So socially, you're going to see them have some self-play. They call that solitary play at this time. And that's okay. They, they're going to start to show you things like bringing a toy to you to show it to you because they just want you to see it. They want to get your attention to it. You'll see them requesting items or 
requesting to get your attention using a gesture like pointing or even vocalizing. You might even try to, they might even try to say a word with word approximations when they're trying to get your attention. They might also start requesting an action from you or help from you. For example, if they want a toy to play again that was making noise, they might bring it to you because they want you to make it make that noise again, okay? They'll start saying bye or even other conversational words. They might say hi or thank you or please. And remember, they're not doing these things automatically. They're not learning them all by themselves. They're learning how to do these social things by you as an example. For example, I remember when my children were about a year old and I was holding them as we were saying goodbye, I would hold their hand and wave it for them and, and say, say goodbye, say bye-bye. We all do that. Or when they get a gift, you even hold them and say, say thank you. Now, they may not be able to say those words, but you are being that example. And because you're being that example, you're going to see them start utilizing those things that you have been modeling for them the whole time. So remember, you are their model. You're their conversation model. They might even tell you they don't want or like something, right? Their favorite word at this time is going to start to be no, okay? They're going to protest. They might shake their head and push things away if they don't like it, or again, say no. And even though they may not be saying anything, they might show you their ability to comment on something by bringing your attention to an object or an action. Now, they may not be saying anything, but in their, they're commenting. They're showing you something. That's their way of commenting on something at this period of time, okay? They will show that they are listening to someone when they're speaking by providing eye contact to them, right? Or they might respond vocally or even repeat the words that are being said to them, the words that are being spoken to them. And at one and a half, you may even see them start to tease, right? Like I said, you start to see their personalities come out during this time. So you might see them teasing or scolding or vocalizing. You might hear them saying no to like the dog. I remember that's what my daughter did. She would say no to our dog. Okay. And they, they're going to continue with word approximations. Again, they're trying to figure it out. How do I put my sounds together to form these words? They're starting to figure it out. So during this time period, what can we do to help? And I've been online and I don't want to repeat the same things over and over and over to you. So I found um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital Research Hospital actually has a great page. And I just wanted to read some of the things that, that they said. Um, they want you to be a good speech model. So don't imitate your child's unclear speech. So for example, if your child says they want water by saying wah-wah, you want to say, oh, you want water? Okay, I'll get you the water. So you don't want to encourage the unclear speech. You're just trying to show them the correct way to say it. Not by reprimanding them, of course. You're demonstrating it to them in a positive way. And like I said 
previously other things that you can do. You're going to continue to talk about the things that you're doing or talk about what you see while you're taking walks, while you're at the park, even while you're at the dinner table, if you're in a restaurant and you expand upon that. So if you see a bird, oh, look at the bird in the tree. Do you hear it? Oh, I hear it. What does it sound like? Oh, it sounds like tweet, 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 tweet. So you're expanding upon that. Even when you're playing with your child, when you're playing with the toys that they have. I know even in, in therapy, when I work with children, or even when I'm in the nursery at our church, when I play with the toys, if I have a truck in my hand, I take the truck. Oh, look at the truck. Oh, vroom, vroom, vroom. Oh, it's going to the store. Oh, no, we have to stop. We have to pick up the people. Oh, the people are getting in the truck. So you're talking about everything that you're doing and you're putting words to your actions and that's reinforcing what it is that you're doing and helping them develop and understand their language. If your child says something, of course you want to continue to reinforce that to encourage them, but you can also help them by expanding upon what it is that they say. So if they say dog, you could say, that's right. That is a dog. Wow, that's a big brown dog, isn't it? So I repeated what the child said and I actually expanded upon it and I helped with adding descriptors of it as well. The big brown dog. I'm adding meaning to what it is that I'm saying. Of course, continue to read to your child daily and read books again with simple, colorful pictures. You're still continuing to do that. And books that have one to two words or simple sentences on each page or even repetitive sentences. Goodnight Moon was always a good one. I think I've said it in a previous episode. It was a favorite. It was very repetitive. Um, And you want to take time to name and describe the pictures that you're looking at in the book as well. Ask your child to start to point to the pictures that you're looking at, that you're talking about. So for example, in Goodnight Moon, you say, good night chair, good night clock, good night brush. And then after you say that, you say, point to the brush, show me the brush. And if they can't do it, you do it with them. And then you continue to do that and they'll start to do it on their own as well. You don't want to just talk at your child, but you also want to talk with your child. You want to ask them questions, engage them in conversation. You want to encourage them and their thoughts, and you want to encourage their language development. And even if your child is not saying real words yet, you show them how to take turns in conversation. Again, like I've said previously, when you're interacting, you are that model. So you're showing them not only how to speak, but how to engage with others appropriately. During this time, you also still want to continue to check your child's ability to hear and pay attention to see if they have any ear problems. You know, if they're pulling on their ears or if they, you know that they've had ear infections, you want to keep a close eye on that because that is going to impede their development of their speech and language skills. So you need to be aware of that. And if you have a concern about ear infections or their hearing, 
Of course, always seek the help of a professional for that. Again, even in the areas that I have spoken about, if you have questions, if you have concerns, go and seek a professional if you feel it's warranted. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as we discussed the children ages one year to a year and a half. Next week, we will continue the conversation talking about children between the ages of a year and a half to two years of age. So join me again next week here on The Digital Divide, where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills, children's edition.